0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode twenty-two of Healthy Critters Radio on your Horse Radio <laughs> Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by BioStar US. Find them on online at BioStarUS.com.
2: On today's show, we're going to talk about MagnaWave therapy. Whether milk is a good food for dogs, we're going to discuss the rise of Western medicine. And in Coffee Clutch. We're going to match celebrities with equestrian sports.
1: Montague. And this is Patty Perucci. And you're listening to Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network.
2: So, Patty, I've tried a new product. Okay. And it's hemp bedding. Hemp bedding? Yes, instead huh. of sawdust or shavings. Okay. It's less dusty and it works amazing. Where I do you just, get it? At the store. <laughs> Do you go to the hemp bedding store?
3: Yes, <laughs> yeah. imported from Colorado.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's right. It's right next to the mattress store. It's called Hemp Bedding Store. Okay, I've never even heard of it. I
2: got it from New Country Organics. Hmm. It's coming um, from a company in North Carolina, but a company is starting up in Charlottesville to also produce hemp bedding. Oh, cool. And the bags are twice as big as your standard shavings bag. They're probably twice as big as that. So you wow. can do quite a lot of the stall in, in one bag. And what I did since I've been in straw is that I bedded it first with the hemp and then I put the straw over it. So what does it look like? Um, it looks like sawdust. It does. It okay. Dusty. Okay. I was hoping it was going to be really green. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> and it's just dried, chopped hemp, but it's really absorbent. And it, okay. for some reason, it really keeps a stall dry. I mean, even when it's bedded underneath straw, which can get pretty wet. Right. Now, is, so, it, is it
3: pellety like pelleted pine, or is it more fluffy? No, it's like sawdust is.
2: It's way more like sawdust. It's not as fluffy as shavings. But here's the thing. What I was thinking of is, and you can use it in your chicken coops because um, that's what a lot of people are doing for their coops is that they're putting hemp bedding in it. Mm-hmm, because when mm-hmm. you clean it out, this is such a great material to compost. Better, really, than, than shavings. That's why I don't use wood. I use straw. But now right. I've, got the, I've got both.
1: Oh, and okay. Is I, it
2: expensive? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> because yeah. because so, uh, here's yeah. the caveat. Yeah. Here <laughs> <I don't, laughs> the Reason I don't know is that yes. if I'm testing something, it's never about the price. It's about the uh, idea or the raw material. Yeah. And um, so um, I had two thumbs up. Two okay. hopes up. Or uh, hemp bedding. And I hope as more states get to start growing it, it's going to spread and hemp bedding will be as, you know, common as, yeah. as as pine shavings. And then we won't be cutting down so many freaking trees. Well, and, you know, I just
1: saw something um, that was put was on Facebook about making more of our plastics from hemp because it's more biodegradable. Yes. Exactly. And um, so that's pretty cool. So,
2: okay, that's pretty cool.
1: I'll and be the, interested
2: to see The more other news that. I have yes. is that as of the 1st of October, Biostar will be distributing the horse hydrator. Oh! And good for
3: you! Remind, re- remind everybody what the horse hydrator is, if they didn't
2: get to know So it's it a nifty episode. little uh, filter, water filter, that you would screw onto your spigot or to your hose. It has a dual chamber, one that is coconut carbon and one that is a zinc copper medium. It can take out heavy metals. It binds chlorine. It, 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 it binds bacteria. But what's really cool is that that coconut charcoal or a carbon can actually soak up pesticides and herbicides, including glyphosate and in its surfactants, which is oh, cool. huge. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm anxious because mine's on its way.
2: It is? Yes, it is. I can't wait for you to use it. And it's so simple, everyone. You just literally screw it on, turn your water on, and you, the water goes through this purifier, and you your horses have really clean purified water and because it's you know eight inches long you just unscrew it put it in your tack trunk take it to your show or i'm so excited i'm just me- oh, so excited about so it so yeah. awesome
1: well we're gonna you know our championships are coming up in two weeks and um I know I'll have it by then. Actually, I may even have it now. Um, and I'm very, well, I'm excited to, to use it because I know that the horses back off of drinking yes. the water. And yep. the other thing that it makes me so excited is when you travel. I have mean, got a couple horses that just won't drink water when they travel. And if you just have that there, instead of having to worry about bringing those, remember those big old blue jugs that we used oh, to.
2: Oh, yeah. Yep. Or um, the
1: apple juice and the, yeah. the Gatorade
2: yep. and, yeah. All the crap, yeah. But so... I'm just excited about this, so. I am and too. I, would, I think it's it's just one of the most awesome products I have ever, ever discovered.
1: And I would hemp, think. Hemp that, bedding is a close second. Okay. Well, <laughs> two thumbs up.
2: Two thumbs up. Well, I'm also thinking, you know, that it would be good for dogs. Like, I hadn't even thought of that. Oh, you know, it's really interesting. I mean, my dogs love water. They're just water dogs. They can't help themselves. Right. But as with that. With that filter on the hose, now they all make a beeline. I turn the water on, and they're all standing around licking the water out of the filter. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's because they're naughty. But
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: besides that, they didn't okay. do
4: that before. Before, yeah.
1: Well, I'm 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 so anxious to try it. So anxious to try it. Well, cool. I I think that's great about the hemp bedding too.
2: Yeah, it's very cool.
1: There we awesome.
3: go. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, I'm glad that uh, we got to hear about. The filter again, easy to find at BiostarUS.com. And I, I will await further details on the hemp bedding test. Once yes. you've had it, had it there for a little while, and then you need to go and buy it, we'll see if you still love it. Okay. okay. That's, okay. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. There okay. we go. Well, let's, uh, let's get on with the show, ladies. Okie doke. Good.
1: This episode's special guest segment is brought to you by Warhorse, Naturally aggressive and fiercely kind. We're here with Jen Burtnick from Proper Equine Therapy, which is – well, Jen, is it just mainly MagnaWave or is it other things that you do? MagnaWave is a machine that you use that you've you've helped some of my horses with. Correct, yes. I only do MagnaWave. I don't do any other things. Okay. Well, so tell me or tell the listeners and also Tigger and Jennifer
4: (laughs) what MagnaWave (laughs) is, what it actually is. Okay. It's a – just – from a technical standpoint, it's a uh, machine that looks about the size of a um, suitcase and it weighs about 50 pounds. So I get to drag it through all sorts of terrain that is not real fun, but um, which I've seen has, you do. <laughs> Yes. It has a coil that is attached to it that is white and there's a cord um, that comes out from the machine and it, there's different attachments, but the loop that I normally use is about 12 inches in diameter and it's, right. it's, it's it, it's in a coil shaped uh, a right. loop shape, and then the the um, cord goes and and plugs in the machine, and then the machine is plugged into um, the yeah. electrical outlet. And so um,
1: it it kind of looks a little bit like a um, a hose um, on on a vacuum cleaner kind of thing, but right, not that right. coiled. So, but what is it? To explain what MagnaWave is exactly. So, you know, and you know what it does.
4: Right. Um, MagnaWave is pulsed electromagnetic field therapy is the technical term for it. Um, okay. and what is happening is, is there is, uh, when the machine is plugged into the electrical outlet, it is causing, um, a spark basically inside the box and mm-hmm. it's causing the magnets that are in that tube at the end to, to bounce together. Okay. And when those bounce together, um, it is going into the body, whether it's, an, an equine, a dog, a cat, um, cause I've worked on some dogs too, and people, um, okay. it's going into the cell and it's, it's basically, um, uh, helping the cell membranes work correctly. So, okay. um, so does it uh,
1: increase, they, does it like increase blood flow?
4: Yes. It increases okay. blood flow, which, uh, will also, it'll also lower any, um, 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 Inflammation that you may have, if you've got swelling and things like that, it'll make that decrease. Um, Basically, what it's doing is it's uh, because of all the stuff that we do, not just people, but the equine athletes and the dogs as well, stress, environmental pollution, things like that, um, over-exercising you know, the workouts that we put them through. Um, sure. It may, it, it depletes the energetic balance in the cell. So they don't okay. function properly anymore is, is the nitty gritty of it. Um, so then you get poor circulation, declining performance, um, yeah. premature aging, degenerative diseases, things like that, you know, okay. that, that are just, you know, ongoing. Right. Um, if you use the MagnaWave often, um, it improves all of this and it helps the cells repair themselves So Mm -hmm. when they do have these illnesses, whether it's stress-related from the environment or stress-related from hard exercise, they can repair themselves faster, and Mm -hmm. so you don't have that breakdown anymore.
1: So it kind of
4: gives them like a kickstart back into... Yeah, it's stimulating their metabolism if you want to real technical about it
1: okay so because i i mean um tigger i think i might have told you jennifer you may not know this but um uh, jen has been coming and helping um um, doing this for us for about a little over a year and Mm -hmm. one of the things that got me very interested in this is that we had our one horse who you know tigger cookie who was not a great Mm -hmm. sweater and um and and i may not have this correct, Jen, but I know, didn't you get a little bit different, um, training than, um, some of the previous people that I know have done this, um, with acupuncture, uh, pressure acupuncture points or something?
4: Yes. Um, I, MagnaWave, the company, um, they have a, go through a 10-hour um, certification process that's online. Okay. And then um, just recently, within the last year, they've started um, requiring the, cert- the practitioners to do a hands-on um, um, certification process. I, Because I'm on the out of that, I haven't actually done that yet. But mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine that was um, up in Dallas who's been doing this for many, I think she's been doing this like seven or eight years now, and she's since moved to Florida. Um, right. When she came down for a horse show, she said, "Why don't you come over and I'll show you how the, some of the things that I've learned from doing this for so long." And so she gave me like a full afternoons worth of you know different protocols, and and it was more right. of a um, add on of what Magna Waves had taught me. Oh, great! Okay, she's been cool. Doing it for so long, and she's like, "Well, they tell you this in the class, but I've also found that this helps if you add it to what they've told you."
1: Gotcha. So I think,
4: MagnaWave, the company has realized that this hands-on training is very important. And right. they've now started um, offering that and adding it into the certification process. So um,
1: tell me... The- t- sorry, go I'm ahead. sorry. I was going to say, so tell me exactly, like, when you um, explain to everybody, if you're just coming, not necessarily for a horse that's going to be sweating, um, but when you come and you say, okay, I've called you, and I say, all right, Jen, I have... I've got, um, you know, an up and coming, uh, fourth level horse that is getting a little tight behind, uh, whatever. I mean, what, what's, what is, what do you do? You come in and what do you do? So when I come in,
4: I, I ask a lot of questions. First off, you know, um, are they, are they on any specific supplements? Do they get any, um, injections regularly? Because all of those things, um, it's, the MagnaWave isn't going to affect any of that but it just kind of gives me a full picture of what the horse is going through, uh, right. especially if they have problems. Um, I also ask what they're doing for their work, because as you probably know, just like most people that are listening, if they deal with horses, um, a dressage horse is being asked to do way different things than a reiner is actually being asked to do. They should right. be being asked to do the same things, but that doesn't always happen. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. And so the, the,
4: um, the injuries and the pain areas are, usually very different, you know. Um, So if you were having me come in to look at a fourth-level dressage horse and you were saying that they were tight through the back, um, I would come in and I would ask their age um, uh, what any type of uh, injections or treatments y'all have already been doing. If it's um, maybe he's getting acupuncture, maybe he's getting chiropractic once every six weeks. Um, maybe he's getting massaged, you know, it, mm-hmm. all of those things actually work well with the MagnaWave. It's not okay. that MagnaWave is better and, or, you know, should be the only thing. It's kind of, if you do all of the things, it works the best because you're, so, you're doing okay, different so, things.
1: Yeah. So at that point, then you, what, then you, you hook up your machine and then you, I hook up my machine
4: and I, I turn it down low, especially if it is on a horse that has not had it done before, because- it is a very weird sensation um, when I work on people. They're always really amazed. They're like, "Oh my God, that feels so weird" because you can feel it vibrating you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, while the horse is more, the, their mass is, is you know different than ours. It still kind of freaks them out sometimes. Right. Most of the time, they don't care. After about three minutes, they're half asleep. If they right. sleep, can relax,
0: um, okay. if
4: they don't really know how to relax it takes a little bit longer but i basically turn the machine on low and for the machine low is fast cold. and you can hear it clicking when it's, right. when it's working so right. the owner would hear it going click 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 on low and then as you turn it up to make it more intense it would slow down the click so it might go click click
1: gotcha okay click.
4: and that's that's, a real and
1: that's the magnets that's the magnets working together and it's that kind of together, I, yes. And I've actually seen it make when the horses are really relaxed, which I generally always seen. The, I've actually seen that the muscles bouncing a little bit.
4: Yes. Yes. And that's when you've got it turned up to a, a deep you know, uh, pulse and it's really getting in there and it's working the muscle and the, and whatever the area is to its fullest. Because gotcha. you also don't want to overdo it. Um, because right. It's just painful. It, it doesn't feel, you know, it's very uncomfortable. Right. So. Um, and I,
1: Go ahead. go ahead. Okay. What I was just going to say. So, so like, so you, you know, you go over the back and you do that, but like specifically, um, and I, it may be, you know, a, a too lengthy of a question, but when you're working on say a horse for sweating, cause I saw such major, um, not just one, but two different horses that were real mm-hmm. hard for non sweaters as you brought know. um, you know, uh, Nancy's horse and, and also Meg's horse. Um, mm-hmm. um, you you do a, a a series of different, um, of the same, I guess, therapy of going over their body, mm-hmm. but are you working with acupressure points, acupuncture points, or, I mean, you know, what do you,
4: it's, it's acupressure points and also the points where they should be sweating. So the mm-hmm. protocol for the non-sweating is, um, 15 to 18 minutes each side of the horse.
0: Mm-hmm. And you work
4: the neck, the shoulder wither area, the girth area, um, just behind the wither on the back, which is mm-hmm. the acupressure point, and then the chest, okay, on both sides. So you're getting 15 to 18 minutes of both sides for all of that. Gotcha. Um, it also helps if you go to the hind end of the horse and work the acupressure point at the hock, and right. also um, on Nancy's horse, we found that we had really good results when we worked on his actual tail.
3: Interesting. And I know that sounds
4: crazy, but she mentioned it because she had a acupressure book that she had been looking over trying to. Because she did have an acupuncturist, I think, come out and work on him. Right. And she mentioned to me, and she said she worked on his tailbone, and it really seemed to do, you know, it did something. And I said, well, let me put it on his tail, and we'll see what happens. And he, I mean, that really seemed to, to
1: right, right, to help. And so I've
4: added that to my uh, protocol for that because it helped him, and it helped well, me the other one. So, you know, yeah.
1: It sounds like you have to do a lot of listening to the clients and then listening to the horses to kind of figure out Correct. how you change things around. So
3: mm-hmm.
1: so what got you interested in this?
4: Um, well, I actually had a horse with EPM, um, my old horse. Uh, it's probably been three years ago now. Um, and he was not responding to the first medication that we had him on. And I'd been, I couldn't ride him, clearly. So I've been having him um, massaged uh, mm-hmm. regularly once every couple of weeks. Um, right. and he enjoyed it, but I couldn't really see that it was helping him much. And a lady that I knew was doing this and she said, well, you know, he's, he's almost done with the treatment when he's through with the treatment. Why don't I come out and work on him a little bit and just see if the Magna could help him? Because they tell us in the, um, training that they don't want you working on the horses while they're receiving the treatment because mm-hmm. it messes with the protozoa and all that. And you don't right. want you know, right. to make that worse. Um, so she came out and worked on him and I think she only worked on him maybe two or three times in a six week period yeah. and it was like night and day. Wow. And this was, wow. this was after the treatment, but I don't think he, I don't think I would have been able to get back on him as soon as I did if I hadn't had that done. Oh, that's and pretty so I cool. I was interested in it and then when, um, when the space kind of opened up in the area and I realized that I could, you know, kind of get in and, and get some clients and actually get some work. I went ahead and got a machine and just started going, and, and oh, now I'm busy a lot. <laughs> yeah, I bet.
1: Well, I bet there's a. I bet you have tons of um, really good, uh, neat stories of different feedback because I just know in our own, in our barn, that the difference that's that it's made as well. And I and I will also attest to just. Um, horses with kissing spine, how much it can help them to get them relaxed over their back. Mm -hmm. And Tigger, have you had any, um, have you seen that at all in Florida? Have you seen them? I've seen it,
2: but I, I've never, um, you know, used it or I, if there are clients whose horses are on it, I'm, I'm not aware of it, but well, that doesn't it's, mean anything.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny cause I really had never heard of it until I um, moved to Texas. I had not really seen it. And, you know, because obviously in Charlottesville, we've got our people that are really big on their massage people and their, you know, chiropractor or acupuncturist and whatever. And this is just, I mean, this to me is a, in addition to like, like Jen, Jen is saying, but, um, it's well, such do a, do you re- remember
2: when I used to have that magnetic field? Blanket? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the same idea. Exactly the same idea. You use electricity to stimulate the the. Oh my
1: gosh! I thought about that in years. That's so funny. What was that called? Centurion. Centurion. Yeah. The
4: good thing about the magnet wave, as opposed to the blanket, is that I can. You know, when you've got the blanket on them, you. I think a lot of people just put it on them and leave it on them for a bit and they go away and then they come back. And with what I'm doing is I'm actually running it over the horse and I'm lifting because the magnet wave will actually, um, the, the pulses will become irregular if there's a problem in the area. Mm-hmm. So if I'm working oh. on a regular, if I'm just working on a horse that isn't, because I've got a lot of horses that I just do maintenance on. So I go see them right. once a week. I work on them for about 35 minutes and then that, I just kind of run it over the machine will be irregularly on the parts where they're sore or they're having some issues. Isn't that so interesting? So I'll work that area and then around that area. And then by the time I'm done with the session, it, the, I don't finish until the machine smooths out. So once all smooth out, then I'm done. And yeah. I, on my horse, my young horse, I work on him once a week because I have the machine, but I put it, I tie it to its head, part of a pole. And mm-hmm. Now, granted, I don't do that for my clients because they're not my horses, but he's mine and he's so used to it. But I tie it to his head and turn it on low and I go away and I leave him there for 10, 15 minutes. And he's right. like a noodle when I get back. Oh, wow. All the chewing and, you know, the bits and everything. And he, I mean, he sees me with that thing coming and he go hey, hey, hey. And he gets yeah. very excited. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, well, know- Jen, if somebody wants to, um, you know, talk to you more about this um, discuss MagnaWave therapy for their horse, what is the best way to get in in touch with you?
4: Um, I would go to the um, Facebook page. It's got my um, contact information. A lot of people just leave me messages. um, And And that's proper
2: equine therapy on Facebook. Yes, Mm -hmm. proper equine therapy, yeah.
4: And um, you can also go to the MagnaWave website. They've got all kinds of information about what it does, how it works, um, testimonials. There's actually research projects going on at different um, colleges right now. Um, There was a big study with with NASA um, back in, I can't remember when it was, but that's when they started really using this. Um, They've got videos on there showing how the circulation increases after just a few minutes of the MagnaWave being on someone's leg. Um, a lot of people uh, in other states, Eight. I don't know if there's anybody here in Texas that does it, but in other states, there are actually practitioners that have um, offices like a massage therapist would, and people come into the office and get their MagnaWave treatment Wow, for cool. different things because it'll help bones heal up, and um, it's actually uh, um, um, FDA-approved to cure migraines. Oh, I wow. work on people normally, so I haven't actually done that yet, but there's... Uh, doctors use it all the time to help people with migraines. So cool. there's a lot of use for it, not just in equines and the dogs and stuff, but in the cats, but also for people as well. I just prefer to work with the animals. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I get it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> well, this is, well, this, this is, is good. great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is really cool. Well, Jen, thank you so much for taking the time no out worries. to do all this. This is great information. and, um, and if anybody wants to get, Hold of you, they can go to your Facebook page and um, and just I what guess I your equine is. therapy.
2: It's proper
1: <laughs> equine therapy. There we
3: go. Yes, there
1: therapy. we go. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, we appreciate Jen. it. No, thank you. This was really fun. <laughs> Great. Good. Thank you.
2: Um, bye. We know that cleaners and products we use have a great impact on the well being of our families, our animals, our farms, and the earth. Warhorse works to offer our customers naturally aggressive and fiercely kind cleaners that provide effectiveness, versatility, and value. And Warhorse does this with special combinations of simple, humble, but extraordinary plant oils that have no pesticides, no metals, no glyphosate, no petroleum, no sulfate ingredients, and no genetically modified organisms. Warhorse's equine pet and people soaps use an exclusive raw sunflower oil that retains its waxes, lecithin, and vitamin E. And add some skin-loving avocado, coconut almond, and dead sea minerals, and you've got a buffet of healthy benefits for your farm family. All warhorse cleaners are naturally aggressive on dirt and grime and fiercely kind to the most sensitive skin, even our pure gold and multi-purpose cleaners. so go ahead, get in the mud and get dirty. Warhorse has got your clean, a warhorse kind of clean. Warhorse products are available at Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com or call us direct 1-800-686-9544.
5: Yeah, who is? Hey. hey! Hi, Hedwig. My goodness. Hello, Tigger and Packy, Patty and Tigger.
1: How are you? You forgot somebody. You did.
5: Well, who else is here? Is it Jennifer this week?
1: <laughs>
3: yes, it is
5: Jennifer. Oh, <laughs> Jen. Coach
3: Jen, I would not miss... I, never I, know. I can't miss. I can't miss talking to you, Hedwig. You're my favorite puppy dog conversation every week.
5: I am so glad to be of service in enlightening you in some way. <laughs> I'm
3: a better, I'm a better human for knowing you. <laughs> <So>
5: Amen.
3: <perfectly. laughs> Amen. Well,
5: of course.
1: Well, well
3: Jennifer hey, has a question for I, you. I have an extremely important question. It's, it is very important. It is. It's kind of deep for Healthy Critters Radio, and yeah, folks, I'm sure folks will forgive us. Um, this is going to be a little bit, <laughs> a little bit um, cerebral but I think it's going to go well. More with the, than the the monkey debate? More than the monkey debate.
5: My ontological yes. investigation of myself?
3: Yes, it's, yes. Much, it's much more deep than that. But I think it's going to go with the overall theme of the show. So um, if we could impose... Why I'm bracing myself.
4: Yes, Hedwig.
3: <laughs> what celebrity do you most resemble?
5: <laughs> Hedwig oh my gosh. from Hedwig and the Angry Inn. Was that supposed to be hard? Why do you think I am named Hedwig?
1: Were you oh thinking God. I
5: was named after the owl in Harry Potter? No, uh, that is what we tell people under 12. <laughs>
1: okay, well, there you go.
2: Well, I, we were thinking more in personality. Who would you, that's in human form, like to emulate? What celebrity
5: Hedwig from Hedwig and the Angry Inch. <laughs> oh,
2: so I
5: can recite many of the lines from that excellent play and perform some of the songs.
1: uh Oh. <laughs> okay.
2: I'm not ready for this.
1: I'm not ready for this because I did actually think it was the Al Mary Potter, that she was true. named after, and I now. Did have- too. You did? And you've lived with her. Okay. I feel a little bit better. Sorry, Hetty, I didn't know.
2: I didn't. Yeah.
5: Know. Well, it's time to up your cultural references, lady.
2: Yes, I would say. Well, that's why I nicknamed her Hetty because it reminded me of Hetty Lamar and I think she's very much Hetty Lamar in oh. a dog form.
5: Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hedwig and the Angry Edge. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Go so watch we- your play. Okay. It's, on, oh, it's it's available
3: on uh, IMDb, I'm sure.
5: On the DVD or the Netflix, even I think. Oh boy! Let's or see. the Amazon,
3: uh, IMDb. It's Watch Now available from two ninety nine
5: on Amazon Video. See, you can go improve yourself by watching John Cameron Mitchell.
1: Okay, I am not going to lie to you guys. I just pulled this up. I had no idea what the Neil Patrick Harris. What is this?
5: <laughs> I had it is an amazing musical. Neil Patrick Harris was the most recent headwake on Broadway. I wanted to go, but the servant was too cheap.
3: Oh. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait a, until the Neil a, Patrick a, Harris <laughs> version comes to Ocala, Florida on the off-off Off, 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 off Broadway version. And I'm going to definitely get uh, front row seats. Yes. Okay. My
5: servant, before she was staff, saw this in Baltimore in a small theater and she very much enjoyed it and felt that it was an important cultural reference. And so she has done her best to keep it alive. And she was very pleased, so pleased, when it was brought back to broadway but with neil patrick harris instead of john cameron mitchell because to be frank he's old now
3: <laughs> oh <laughs> we wouldn't want that no yeah so no, so would... Hedwig, no you
5: can't be old and play john no. no hedwig is young no
3: so obviously hedwig you were named after hedwig in hedwig and the Angry inch what about your sister
5: my sister yes yeah my sister is named christabel she is named after la belle dame from the keats poem
3: ah oh yeah know that one well wow this, this did go way more cerebral than we thought it would yeah, I know. wow You've lost you have me. to be
5: a little careful with the staff she's tricky like that
3: <laughs> well thank you very much hedwig for enlightening us And bring bring it to our attention, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Our own illiteracy. Our own illiteracy. And I can guarantee you that Amazon.com video is going to have a spike in downloads of Hedwig and the Angry
5: Inch. They also should have a a spike in ordering of the book Possession by A.S. Byatt. And that is the book also for which my sister is named. It references that poem, but also Christabel Lamotte is the heroine of that novel. She dies. But don't worry about that, because there are some beautiful lines in the novel. Very memorable. And that is why my servant has named my sister Christabel.
1: Wow, your servant's really smart. Yeah, no really kidding. More than we are. Oh. Yeah, Yeah. no,
5: my servant is dumb like a hammer, but she (laughs) reads a lot.
1: Okay, well, I always thought when you read,
0: well, thanks, Hetty. Go get some
5: cheese.
0: (laughs) Go get some cheese.
5: (laughs) Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.
1: So we are at what I consider my favorite part of the show, which would be Tigapedia and a subject which I'm very excited about. Tigger,
2: ready? Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay. I can't wait.
1: <laughs> Jennifer, I have chosen the question about <laughs> fusing milk with dogs. <laughs> and the whole question <laughs> came from years ago. I was getting a, a Doberman puppy and the breeder only used goat's milk with the puppies. And it seemed like such a good idea because goat's milk seems really cool to me. Anyway, my whole question, Tigger, using milk with dogs, whether it's goat milk, cow milk, whatever, you're on go.
2: <laughs> um, in Ayurvedic medicine, milk is cooling. Okay, so when you hear from a friend who says, "You know, my itchy dog, and I've been giving it yogurt or I've been giving it probiotics or I've been giving it milk,"
4: mm-hmm. that
2: makes sense to me because all those things are cooling, okay Now, the differences between um cow's milk and goat's milk is actually quite vast
3: Okay. Um, Goat's, goat's milk, milk yucky.
2: Is, is, well, it's <laughs> raw. Milk. Did you hear Jennifer? I did.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Okay. Done.
2: <laughs> okay. So, Sorry, goat's I'm milk to put that is out raw. There. So it's, it's not homogenized. And okay. there are advantages to that because in its raw state, it's going to have all, all the enzymes and nutrients still pretty active.
1: Okay.
2: It's got 13% more calcium than cow's milk. 47% more vitamin A, and 27% more of selenium. Oh, wow. Who knew? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, who knew? It's also alkaline, while cow's milk is acid. Okay. So it for certain dogs, it's going to be way easier to digest an alkaline cooling food like goat's milk than it would be cow's milk okay but i you know there's evidently a, a study at at uh, texas a&m mm-hmm. that's that showed that goat's milk was more acid buffering than over-the-counter antacids
3: really
2: really okay uh, well, well isn't this informative jennifer <laughs> goat's milk
3: ice cream every night
2: <laughs> now very what much- what <laughs> i really like is something called La C. Okay, what's L-A-S-S-I. That? And this is part of the Ayurvedic culture. And it's a fresh yogurt that's blended with room temperature water. Okay. Because in Ayurveda, yogurt can clog the channels of the digestive, digestive elimination system. But when it's when you add water to it, it makes it, by thinning it and blending it, it changes the molecular structure so it's easily assimilated. Okay. So um, I get lossy at Whole Foods. You can probably get it at most health food stores. And I give it to the dogs a couple times a week um, by the tablespoon, and they love it. And I love the fact that they're already getting an active probiotic. Now, goat's milk may have some probiotics in it, Mm -hmm. but it's not in the yogurt form. So it isn't fermented and fermented foods have a really important place in, in healing. So if you want to give your dog a probiotic, you, you need something that's cooling. I would go with lossy as my first choice. And then second choice being kefir and third choice being, you know, like a plain yogurt.
1: Okay. So how do you spell the lossy again? L-A-S-S-I. L-A-S-S-I. Now, is
3: is lossy. So you buy your lossy at the grocery store, at your Whole Foods market. Yeah, it's refrigerated. When I look, when I googled lossy, because I Google continuously while we do our show. <laughs> yes, you can find lots of recipes for. Oh yes. Lassie. Now, yes. is are there certain things that you like to see or not see in your lossy? Certain ingredients. I, plain,
2: <laughs> plain lossy. Now, I like my lossy for the dogs. I'm What's plain. About yeah, for the dogs. What does okay. plain lossy consist of? It's just milk and water. It's just yogurt and water.
3: Oh, yogurt. And it's, goat's milk. But is, it, is it goat's it's milk goat's or goat's milk. Red, cow's no,
2: milk? it's just cow's milk and water. Cow's milk, yogurt, cow's and, milk, water. yogurt and water. So it's okay. been through the fermentation. Okay. And then okay. they add water to dilute it and make it easier to digest.
3: Got it. Because all these recipes have uh, all kinds of things added to it.
2: Yeah. And now you can add like ginger and cilantro and. um, Yummy flavorings. Fruits, mangoes. You can sort of make it into a really cool smoothie.
3: I was just thinking that. I thought, you know, you can take yogurt and I, when I, when I make smoothies, I always freeze some of the ingredients to make it luscious and yummy. I could, Uh I could freeze the milk, make little milk ice cubes. And then I could yogurt and the milk, and then I could put a little honey in there and some blueberries. Mm. And it's just water, sounded like breakfast. Water, to me. water,
2: water, water, water. And if water. You want to make glossy. Yeah. And it has to be room temperature. has to be room temperature water. To room mix, tem-
3: yeah. Well, then how am I going to make a smoothie out of it?
2: Well, what do you want it to be? Like a, a, <laughs> a little frozen treat? Yes, or do you want, want, want
3: frozen treats? I live in Ocala
2: where it's freaking hot. I want a frozen <laughs> don't, treat. Don't...
1: Don't even get me started on hot, okay? Yeah, don't oh, even do it.
3: Hello, you you, you there in Texas? <laughs> yeah. So, I ha- so you have to blend. Yo- does the the yogurt obviously does not have to be room temperature. No, just the water. And you you don't just mix it together, you blend it. Correct. So that it gets kind of frothy in a blender?
2: Yes. Ah, uh, hmm. so it's
3: sounding more like a milkshake.
2: Exactly. <laughs> You're getting me so
3: hungry, Jen. <laughs> well, I am hungry. It's that time of the evening <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess you're right. Yeah. So it's L A S S I. Yeah. Yeah. Drink, and you like it to be just plain lossy, which is the cows and the dogs. Yogurt, for the dogs, yes, cows milk dogs yogurt yes. okay. and water. But for people, yep. we can add extras.
2: Oh yes, absolutely.
3: <laughs> Although fact, my dog it, would like peanut and butter lossy. on hers.
2: Yeah, mm. I would go more for something more um, dog friendly, <laughs> like mint. Mm. Mint sounds cooling. Yeah, mint is cool. Exactly. So that would be a nice combination in the lossy.
3: Now, if you make mint lossy, you're talking about putting some mint leaves in there, not mint extract. Correct. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just asking.
2: Yeah. You're good. Because yeah. I have good. a little
3: bottle of mint extract right there in the
1: cup. No, no,
2: no, no, no. Not that no. one. No. Okay. A couple of, of real leaves. leaves of mint. Mint
1: yeah. leaves. So, so Jennifer, haven't you found this an extraordinarily good question? This is a- good <laughs>
3: question. Fascinating question. I can tell by all these questions. I'm just, I'm so curious. This Mm -hmm. is wonderful. I feel so much smarter. My headphones don't fit anymore. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you very much for your (laughs) Tigopedia.
1: Yes, thank you. I thought it was a good question. (laughs) Thank you, Tigger. I will
2: remain silent. Oh, I
1: doubt that. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt that.
2: And we're now at Critter Nutrition, and today we're going to talk about the rise of Western medicine, also known as allopathic medicine, in the U.S. It was while I was reading the History, Treatment, and Diseases of the Horse, which was published in 1880, that it came upon the chapter, List of the Medicines Used in the Treatments of the Diseases of the Horse. Some of the treatments like purging and bloodletting were a bit hard to read, but the medicines of that time were fascinating. Lots of homeopathic preparations and then some cures like mercury and lead, which were a little frightening. But the one that grabbed my attention was opium. Quote, it is is obtained by making incisions into the unripe capsule of the poppy and scraping the juice, which exhales, and drying it in the sun. The best kind of opium is brought to this country in chess from Turkey and India. It is a powerful antispasmodic, sedative, and astringent. An antispasmodic, it enters into the colic drink, and it is the sheet anchor of the veterinarian in the treatment of lockjaw and tetanus. It becomes an excellent tonic because it is a sedative. End quote. It started me thinking about the opioid problem we have currently in the U.S., from heroin to morphine, hydrocodone, oxycodone, codeine, and fentanyl. So I did a little research on opium. It was cultivated in Lower Mesopotamia around 3400 B.C. The Sumerians passed it along to the Assyrians, who then passed it to the Egyptians. Around 460 B.C., Hippocrates, the father of medicine, acknowledge its usefulness as a narcotic and a styptic in treating internal diseases and diseases of women. During the 1300s, opium disappears from Europe for 200 years because of the taboo put on it by the Holy Inquisition, who linked anything from the East as being linked to the devil. In 1527, opium is reintroduced into European medical literature as laudatum, it is in the, it's the Dutch in 1700 that introduced the practice of smoking opium in a pipe to the Chinese. The British East India Company in 1793 establishes a monopoly on the opium trade. The company's import of opium to China reaches a staggering 2,000 chests per year. In 1803, Frederick Surtenauer of Germany discovers the active ingredient in opium by dissolving it in acid and then neutralizing it with ammonia. The result is morphine. In 1827, the Merck Company of Darmstadt, Germany, begins the commercial manufacturing of morphine. It would become a dominant manufacturer of morphine, coating, and cocaine. In 1895, Heinrich Dresser, working for the Bayer Company of Elberfeld, Germany, finds that diluting morphine with acetals produces a drug without the common morphine side effects. Bayer begins production of morphine and coins the name heroin. When I think of Bayer, I think of aspirin, not heroin. I was curious about the use of acetyls to produce heroin. Where did the acetyls come in the late 1800s? Well, just like today, they come from petrochemicals, which then led me to John D. Rockefeller at the oil refinery and pipelines baron. In the late 1800s, John D. Rockefeller came up with an idea to use coal tar, a petroleum derivative, to make substances that affect the body and nervous system. This was not a new idea. His father, old Bill Rockefeller, sold bottles of raw petroleum mixed with a little opium as a cure for cancer. Rockefeller needed a vehicle to extend and capitalize on petroleum derivatives as medicines. This brought on the rise of the American Medical Association. In the early 1900s, there were many types of healing practices in the U.S. and Europe. Chiropractors, naturopathy, midwives, homeopathy, osteopathy, herbal medicines, diet, and steam baths. Western medicine in the 18th and 19th centuries was called heroic medicine and included methods such as bloodletting, purging, leaching, blistering, mercury, and lead therapy. Through much of history, healers were those who worked with herbs and food and charged little or nothing for their expertise. The rise of heroic medicine brought about healing as a job. Heroic medicine physicians charged more money for treatments than traditional healers. In many places, only the wealthy could afford a heroic medicine doctor. Because heroic medicine treatment was so often unpleasant and often lethal, more of the populace chose the milder treatment of the herbalists. The underpinnings that created the American Medical Association were based on a strategy to enhance the medical profession's position in society. According to Richard E. Brown, author of Rockefeller Medicine Men, Medicine and Capitalism in America, quote, Scientific medicine gained the support of the medical profession in the late 19th century because it met the economic and social needs of physicians, end quote. The birth of the American Medical Association began in 1847, but it was a weak and small organization until John D. Rockefeller and Andrew Carnegie took on a philanthropic mission to help the AMA that allopathic Western medicine took a huge turn. Since there were many types of doctors and healing methods, Rockefeller wanted to eliminate these competitors, thus ensuring that drugs would be the main course of treatment. Capitalists like Rockefeller and Carnegie and others, quote, embraced scientific knowledge as an ideological weapon in their struggle to formulate a new culture appropriate to and supportive of industrial capitalism, end quote. Rockefeller and Carnegie hired Abraham Flexner, an American educator, to write a report published and given to Congress in 1910 that concluded there were too many doctors in medical schools in the U.S. and that all natural healing modalities, which had existed for hundreds of years, were unscientific quackery. Flexner's report called for standardization of medical education, whereby only allopathic AMA medicine would be allowed medical school licenses. Congress acted on the conclusions and made them law. Carnegie and Rockefeller used their tax-exempt foundations to offer huge grants to medical schools on the proviso that only allopathic curriculum be taught. Curricula in these schools was dismantled to remove herbs and plants and the importance of diet. On the positive side, Flexner's influence heightened laboratory-based research and education. So from heroic medicine arose scientific medicine, so-called because it removed healing as an art and a method of practice, not based on dogma, but on veritable truths, Journal of American Medical Association, 1901. Scientific medicine focused on disease as an engineering problem, quote, the technical expertise associated with scientific medicine helped to mystify the role and work of the physician more effectively thereby supported the claims of the profession for a monopoly of control over all other healing methods, end quote. Rockefeller Medicine Man Richard E. Brown, 1979. Scientific medicine made physicians more dependent on capital-intensive commodities, especially drugs, which was the essential base of their practices. Prescription drugs gave doctors new power by forcing the public to see a physician in order to obtain the benefits of medical research. With the AMA and allopathic medical schools firmly in place, the abolition of other medicinal therapies and the enforcement of licensing of doctors, the Rockefeller empire continued to expand. Sterling Drug Inc., the largest holding company in the Rockefeller drug empire and its 68 subsidiaries, were maintained under an umbrella with the Rockefeller-owned bank Chase Manhattan, now known as J.P. Morgan Chase, and called the Drug Trust. Under the directors of the Rockefeller Foundation, funds to medical colleges in 1948 alone swelled to 32 million, which in today's money would amount to 323 million. This ensured that medical schools would teach and indoctrinate the names and uses of thousands of drugs. In the 1930s, John D. Rockefeller Jr. campaigned for the prohibition of hemp and cannabis through generous political and Baptist church donations. Hemp could produce ethanol, which competed with petroleum, and cannabis was a competitor to opium and the Rockefeller owned member of the cartel, Bayer, creators of heroin. John D. Rockefeller purchased shares in what was to become the massive German chemical and pharmaceutical cartel, IG Farben, a conglomerate of several big chemical manufacturers, including Bayer, Host, and BASF. This conglomerate would invent. Produce and distribute Zyklon B gas used in the Nazi concentration camps. Produce enough gas to kill 200 million humans. In 1939, IG Farben purchased $20 million of high-grade aviation gasoline from, yep, you guessed it, Standard Oil of New Jersey, owned by Rockefeller. That same year, a new company was formed with Standard Oil taking 15% of the stock to protect Germany's holdings in chemicals and drugs. This new company was called the American IG Farben. As a side note, Auschwitz was actually built by IG Farben. Before it became an extermination camp, it was the largest industrial complex known in Europe. Farber executives were eventually found guilty of war crimes and served prison terms after the war. Before the attack on Pearl Harbor, American IG Farben purchased an undisclosed number of shares in Shearing, Monsanto, Dow, and DuPont. It took over the privately owned Hoffman LaRoche Company, who had become one of the largest producers of coal tar vitamins in the world. In the 1930s, Morris Beal, a former city editor of the Washington Times and Herald, started his own paper in one of the local Maryland counties. The local power company bought a large ad every week, but when Beale wrote an editorial about the poor service the power company had given some of the paper's readers, Beale was hauled in front of the advertising agency and told that if he stepped out of line again, it would result in the immediate cancellation of the advertising contract as well as uh, a cancellation from the gas and telephone company. To Beale, this was not the meaning of a free press. He closed the newspaper and started investigating incidents of infringement of the free press, which led him to the Rockefellers. Unable to get his exposés printed, he established his own publishing company and wrote one of the most definitive books on wealth and power and control by the Rockefellers. In his book, Beale illuminates the links of Rockefeller power to government. Quote, this bureau, now known as the Food and Drug Administration, is used primarily for the perversion of justice by cracking down on all who endanger the profits of the drug trust, end quote. Beale points out that the FDA is very assiduous in putting out of business any and all vendors of therapeutic devices, which increase the health incidence of the public and thus decrease the profit incidence of the drug trust. A new drug called sulfathiazole was created by Winthrop Drug Company, a subsidiary of the drug Trust. It was approved by a Rockefeller appointee to the FDA. 400,000 tablets were released on the market in December 1940. These tablets were a mixture of sulfur drug and phenobarbital. The standard safe dosage for phenobarbital in 1940 was one grain. And many of these tablets contained as many as five grains. 300 deaths were directly linked to this drug. No one from Winthrop drug was held accountable. There is no question that there are medicines which are life-saving for humans and animals. There are important drug therapies that are important in human and animal medicine. Advances in treatment of various diseases have been enormous. But 30 years ago, many veterinarians viewed chiropractic, massage, herbs, traditional Chinese medicine, and acupuncture as akin to selling snake oil. How that has changed? Now these complementary medicines and therapies are widely accepted and recommended. Many veterinary and allopathic doctors have embraced a more open mind, a more whole approach to healing. But the dark side of allopathic medicine remains. The constant bombardment of drugs and vaccines to practitioners and consumers, some of which function mainly to increase the pharmaceutical cartel's profits. According to an article for the Edmund J. Safford Center for Ethics at Harvard University, Quote, prescription drugs rank fourth with stroke as a leading cause of death from properly prescribed drugs, end quote. This quote is from 2014. A study funded by the National Institute on Aging and published online in the journal Mayo Clinic Proceedings 2013 claimed that nearly 70% of Americans are on on at least one prescription drug and more than 50% take two. Antibiotics, antidepressants, and opioids are the most commonly prescribed. I started down this rabbit hole to learn more about opium based on its use as a sedative in the 19th century veterinary medicine. It is still in veterinary use today, although in a synthetic form called torbagesic. Morphine is also used in veterinary practice. Torbagesic is owned by Wyeth, who is owned by Pfizer. On the board of Pfizer are two directors from ExxonMobil. Exxon is the former Standard Oil Company, which split into different companies, such as Standard Oil of New Jersey and Standard Oil Company of New York. And then in 1920, Standard Oil Company of New York was renamed Mobil. Exxon and Mobil have always been a part of the Rockefeller dynasty. Two other members of the Pfizer board are directors of J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, the original home of the Rockefeller Drug Trust. Of course, the biggest opioid use is humans. A 2012 study showed Americans consumed 80% of the opioid drugs produced in the world and 99% of the world's hydrocodone. When it comes to cold, hard, derivative, petroleum-based, and synthetic vitamins and nutraceuticals, we are once again linked to the petroleum industry, the Rockefellers, and the drug trust. In 2002, one of the largest producers of vitamins, Hoffman LaRoche, part of the drug trust owned by the Rockefellers, was sold to Dutch conglomerate DSM for $2.24 billion. Processed foods, feeds, and supplements are fortified with the coal tar, petroleum-based nutrients. With the skyrocketing costs of important drugs and some of the obscene greed that has been exhibited by companies like Mylan Pharmaceuticals with their EpiPen increase, Human cancer drugs have gone from $10,000 in 2000 to 100000 more in 2015, and even generic drug prices have tripled. We have to remember that the foundation of health is food, water, and environment. The choices we make on what to eat, what to feed our horses and dogs are among the most vital and critical health choices we can make. We have available so many complementary medicines and therapies. Therefore, we can approach healing as a dynamic fluid whole
1: For this this episode of Coffee Clatch is going to be quite uplifting, I think, and quite humorous. We are going to match celebrities with different horse sports. So we picked what? How many? How many? They have one, two, three, four, five, six. We we've massage, got six:
2: venting, show jumping, yes. driving, raining, and barrels. Yes.
1: yes. And so we each have picked celebrities that we feel would be. <laughs> good representations of this particular sport. <clears throat> I think that we should tar- start with Jennifer. Why do you always do that to me? <laughs> and I think we need to start
3: with dressage. Oh, we need to start I agree. With dressage. Okay, we're going to start with dressage. Yes. Um I picked Jim Parsons.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Okay. Okay, that was good. That's really okay. good. Yeah, can't you? See- if you don't know who Jim Parsons is, he's on. Uh, I was he's- about to say Third Rock. Yes, no, stuff, that was it's perfect. Yeah, he,
3: he's Sheldon oh, on Big Bang, the big bang big Theory. Big yeah, bang. Sheldon. He's Sheldon. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so that's who that was I really- picked. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, mine's mine's um, not nearly as good. <laughs> And I, this is the only one i picked that i was just like it was the first thing that came to mind i wrote it down but i kept going they're gonna make fun of me so i'm just gonna get it i'm just gonna say it okay i picked julia roberts
3: oh my gosh! She,
1: well, i just immediately thought that 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 stupid movie that she did years ago and granted she was the hunter Pretty jumper or oh the other one um I can't think of the name of it, but I was just like, God, she'd make such a pretty dressage rider. So I'm sorry. That's what I picked. I, there you go. I just think she would be really pretty and she would like go in at X, halt, salute and do that, that big T thing that she does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Tigger, you go. Barbara Streisand, Lady Gaga <laughs> and Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga. She'd show up in an egg. <laughs> yeah, she would. She would.
3: O- she would only do the the freestyle costume Free one. Yes, yes. Right. Yeah,
1: that's good. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep would
3: only do the special because it's complex yeah. and complicated, and nobody that's, else yeah. wants to do
2: it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. But Barbara was, would do it all. Barbara, Barbara would do, do it
3: all, all and win. It.
2: Yes. And sing at the end.
3: And also well, sing the national anthem at the beginning of the evening. Right. Yes. <laughs> good doing it. Well, really never blinking her eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So eventing. Eventing. What do I pick for eventing? I chose Will Smith. Oh, good. Okay. You know, he's very smart. He's very lithe and athletic. And he can and he can be (laughs) very intelligent and cerebral, but he would really, really, really rather go cross country and get an adrenaline rush. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Um, okay. <laughs> I chose Tom Cruise. <laughs>
3: I thought of that. And I didn't really know. Because but
1: I because he likes to jump. Do you remember when he jumped up on the couch during yeah. the interview? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just that's as far as I got. I thought I don't well, and he's also adventurous and he's kind of, you know, he's kind of you know, all those good movies he does, but yeah, Tom Cruise. Tigger, what do you
2: got? Okay, I have Johnny Depp because I want to see Captain I, Jack Sparrow go crazy. I
1: almost absolutely. Went yes. there and, oh, and Jennifer
2: thanks. Lawrence. Oh,
1: yeah, totally. Oh, With totally a couple arrows in the back? Yeah. 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 Okay. That was good. <laughs> it was good. Um, show jumping. Jennifer, what do you got for show, show, show jumping? Show
3: jumping. I've got... Scarlett Johansson.
1: Badass, Ooh. but
4: elegant.
3: Yes. Oh. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, good.
1: That was good. Um, okay, I have two. I have Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I, <he> go- <laughs> I just kept thinking, who will not want to see that on top of a horse going over a jump? And then he could go like a Wolverine on you. And, um, I mean, and Bruce Willis, because I just think, I mean. Oh, on, no, I don't up.
2: see Bruce Willis at all.
1: Oh, I can see Bruce Willis show jumping and um, being. I see
2: him like riding cutting horses.
1: Well, I can put him down there in raining too, but I really.
2: <laughs> what do you have for Joe jumping? Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. I can see that one. Yeah. yeah. Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, and Cameron Diaz.
1: I can totally see her. Yeah. And she would surf a little bit too at the end. Okay. That she was would, good. She would
3: take, the, she would be in the bareback poissons class. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um. Okay. Raining. What do you have? what do you got Jennifer? no no
2: driving oh driving next? okay
3: driving. driving's next i chose jj abrams because oh, he can put together a team place. and bring out the best in all of the team
1: oh that is excellent yes wait what's jj abrams he's the
3: director he of like director every fantastic movie in the past 10 years okay
1: yeah well i'm gonna i'll have to look him up Um, I I chose Tom Hanks because I just feel he's very distinguished and he would look good and just very handsome and I don't know I just he he would
2: look good as a driver
1: yeah that's what I yeah
2: yeah yeah
3: distinguished he would wear a top hat well
1: yes yes exactly that was my thought yeah and you
3: know I had him on my list too
1: did you oh Oh.
2: I did
3: yep I went a,
2: a slightly different
1: way oh I can't even wait.
2: Maggie Smith, Judy Dench, Helen Marin, and Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: that's the next uh, UK um, combined World Castream yeah, Games born right hand team right there. <laughs> they will yeah, be unbeatable. Right. Unstoppable. <laughs> Can't
2: you just see Judy Dench? <laughs> She'd be awesome.
1: <laughs> you badass. Look out. Oh. Um okay, what do what do we have next? Do we have raining? Raining. 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 Okay.
3: What who do you have, have, Jennifer? Who do I have for raining? Let me see. Raining, like my- I've got Vin Diesel. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's very athletic, but he's really not mm-hmm. very versatile. He's kind of got about three moves, and that's it. Yep. And that's it. That's it. Okay. But likable, attractive. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Would would watch him ride? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two. I have Clint Eastwood. Oh
2: yeah, because oh, absolutely.
1: You know, yeah, yeah, because yeah, sure. yeah. he, he's going to make our day, and um, <laughs> and and I have uh, um, <laughs> my <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, but he totally ha- can't have a shirt on when he does it.
3: <laughs> he will do the
2: freestyle shirtless. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean he actually he just needs to be on the horse and pretend he's raining, <laughs> but he can't have a shirt on.
2: I went for eye candy too. Okay, good. Matthew McConaughey and Ryan uh-huh.
1: Reynolds. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Well done. <laughs> you know, my nephew looks exactly like Ryan Reynolds. And you need to look up being Ryan Reynolds. He produced a film and it's, it looks just like Ryan Reynolds. You need to look at that. It's pretty cool. I'm totally not kidding. It's funny. Um, okay, so what do we have? we
3: have? What do we have left? Barrel. barrel okay. Racing. And my barrel racer is jim carrey uh. <laughs> well done oh, can you see the that arms is- flapping in the and the legs yep. flying and the hat's falling oh, off my God. And- God. yeah except yep. the guys don't barrel race it's a girl sport well guys the do women's. too it's just what? in the How- nfr only girls do but they got guys barrel race too i, I, too. I didn't even think about that
1: Okay, because I picked Robert Downey Jr. because I just think <laughs> I talk could about totally somebody would doing that.
4: Totally, that's perfect. That yes. is perfect. He'd
1: be in his Iron Man suit, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Who'd you pick, Tiggs?
2: Cindy Lauper, Sandra <sighs> Bullock, and Reese Witherspoon.
3: Okay. Oh, totally. I can see Reese Witherspoon absolutely, and she would be so blinged out, and the hair will be yeah. flying, and She'd there be would smiling. be sparkles everywhere. Opener with a different
1: t- yeah. hair. Yeah, it would be pink and blue and green. <laughs> yeah, and of course San, uh, Sandy, Booker. I, I love her. Bo- I love, I love her. her. Oh, that's good.
2: Well, they were good, so that that was fun. That was a good one. So maybe we should think about um, doing one, which are the least likely sports that. Okay a celebrity would
3: Oh, we'll turn it around. What we yeah. need, what we need to do, Tigger, you need to yeah. pick a half a dozen or so celebrities. Okay. And we have to choose what where they go. Whether or not they would actually like do a sport or something. Yeah, we need to do that. Would be fun. Yeah, that's
2: good. Okay. okay. <laughs> I will pick the celebrities. And,
3: and listeners send them to Tigger. Yes, send your ideas to Tigger.
4: That's perfect.
3: Yeah. Or you can send them to me and I'll forward them to Tigger. How's that? Perfect. That's perfect. Either send, way. Yeah, send them to Jennifer HorseRadio And then for and I will forward them over to Tigger for our celebrity equestrian discipline um series. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that that'll be perfect.
2: <laughs> perfect. Of course. Of course. Okay, so we're picking the celebrities that are least likely yes. to yeah.
3: Yes. Yes. So oh, that the, the, uh, the same sports, the yes, same ones. Yeah.
1: Okay, I yeah. think it's great.
3: Send your ideas to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com and I'll get them over to Tigger and we'll have them on the next show. That will be hilarious.
1: Perfect.
2: Awesome. Awesome.
3: All right, ladies, all that's left is to wrap
1: it up. Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to our sponsor, BioStar US. You can find
2: them online at BioStarUS.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For
1: details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com where you can find links,
2: photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio.
1: Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your the box. Dance with goat. Slither with snakes. Howl at oh. the moon. Hand with the hamster. Hard with the parrot. Walk <laughs> with your walrus. Howl with your otter. Cut out your cows. Rap with your raptor. Chip it with your chipmunks.
2: Forgive your fox. And wildhead with your hog. <laughs> we recommend that you rack with your raccoon.
1: Why you are riding with your giraffe? Meditate with a meerkat. And Uber with an orangutan. <laughs>